Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Ah, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Welcome back, everybody. Baker Mayfield leads the Rams to an unbelievable comeback. I know this is old news to most of you, but it's our first time getting a chance to be able to talk about this on the show. And Joe Burrow finally beats his in-state rival. We'll talk a little bit about the Browns and the Bengals game. And we'll also dive into the 12-team playoff, whether we like it or hate it, what we think about it, because it's coming very soon. We know that it's going to come uh, to college football, and so we're going to talk about that 12-team playoff, see what we think about that 12-team playoff, and much more today on Rising to the Occasion. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We appreciate you tuning in and paying attention to us, giving us some love and some support. Uh, we've got a lot that happened in week 14 in the NFL, and it was a pretty fun week overall. Uh, and so I, I look at a lot of these games. We're not going to talk about all of them just because we want to talk about this 12-team playoff. Uh, Blake and I have been talking about t- talking about this 12-team playoff for quite some time now, but we haven't got a chance to do it, man. How you doing, Blake? Man, I'm doing awesome. I know it's it's been busy with the holidays and everything, man, and uh, just spending a lot of family time and you know getting to catch some football and it's been traveling and uh, so it's been hectic, man. But I'm glad yeah. to be back. I'm glad to be on here and and talking sports like we always do. Heck yeah, yeah. It's been a little while since I guess you you and I have been on the show and. I guess yeah. even Britain too. Uh, he's he's been really busy. He's he's having a baby and and such. So I mean, I we got to lay off him a little bit and <laughs> give him a little bit of time there. But uh, no, it's it's always great to get on here, and that's why we just release as much as we can because 
you know, it's we, we live lives. Uh, we're we're trying to get there to where we can grow this thing. But yeah, I mean, it's it's it was an exciting week uh, for just sports in general. It seemed like there was a lot of sports news kind of going down. Um, but before we want, we start off, I know you and I mentioned it uh, here, but some news broke today, uh, and it's really big. If you're a college football fan, you know the name Mike Leach, uh, and so I just want to say prayers out to the Mike Leach, uh, you know, for for him, because uh, as of I know, as of what I know right now. Uh, he's just battling. Uh, I don't know anything other than that, but he, I know he suffered from head trauma, and it looks like uh, it's really bad. Uh, and so prayers, not just for him, but his family uh, and for the fan base. I know they're close to him. Uh, I mean, just everyone involved, everyone close to, to that situation, because Mike is a legend. Uh, Mike Leach brought Air Raid to college football. Uh, he's really the one that at least mastered it, uh, and not even just college football, but just football in general. I think he really enhanced that because we're seeing his system enhanced throughout and not only that but you think of some great uh, coaches that have come from him uh, you know for myself I know Lincoln Riley's one of them uh, one of his prodigies I mean there's there's quite a few of them that that come from Mike Leach or at least have have talked and, and grown from knowing Mike Leach so I mean it's just it's incredible to see how much he's impacted college football and this came as a surprise to me when I first saw the news uh, earlier today but uh, Blake, did you have something else you wanted to say on that note? Yeah, Josh, man. Um, Mike Leach has been in the Southeastern Conference for three years, and you know he's been at Mississippi State, and the things that he has been able to do at Mississippi State. It was a surprise when John Cohen brought him to Mississippi State. I did. I never thought that that he would leave Washington State for Mississippi State, Josh. Yeah. But when he did. There was something about Mike Leach that when he come to this conference, man, he he brought a little excitement with him. He brought a little pizzazz with him. And not only is he one hell of a football coach and the offense that he runs, you know, just think about this, Josh. Everybody told him that he wouldn't be able to do it in the Southeastern Conference. Everybody said, you know what? Mike, you're not going to be able to take the air raid down there to the Southeastern Conference. You're not going to be able to win. That offense isn't going to work. And what did he do? He brought it down here. They're racking up yards. Will Rogers is is throwing the ball all around the yard, man. And he has Mississippi State winning eight, nine games a year, Josh. Like, incredible job. Absolutely incredible. And he – we all know him for his post-game and, and pre-game. <laughs> his post-game and pre-game pressers, man. Those are the best, you know. And and he just had one where they didn't have a, a very good performance one week. And they asked him, they said, man, you know, what was wrong with your football team? And he said, you know, I guess my players were too busy sitting around an oak tree uh, drinking lemonade and eating fish sandwiches with their fat little girlfriends. <laughs> and it's stuff like that, man, where – He's just a pillar in the game, and he is—he's uh, somebody that I never thought would make a difference in this conference because I never thought he would come here, but he did. And of you know, of all places, he went to Starkville, Mississippi, and he made a difference, man. And he touched each and every person that watches Southeastern Conference football. Uh, he he touched us, man, and and. He means the world. I'm an Auburn fan, Josh, and he means the world to me, and he means the world to every fan base, man. And and 
it's just sad. Like, like I don't even. Mm, mm. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, it's, I, I, don't, I don't. It's tough too. I mean, I, I remember growing up, Mike Leach was Texas Tech's head coach when I was growing up, and yeah. you know, and that's that's what he's known for. That's really what got him big, and he did such a great mm-hmm. job with that program. And really, everywhere he went, he touched that program. And he's one of those guys that he's so hard to like, but then at the same time, it's so hard to dislike him, you know, cause he's just, he's just that guy, like really stop being an idiot, but you're hilarious and I love you for it. You know? And so, I mean, I just, uh, it is really, really tough to hear that news. Uh, and so uh, yeah, again, prayers up for him and his family. Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine what that that's like to go through that right now. Uh, I mean, it's just, it was really shocking though. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it it's, it's tough. He's, he's absolutely impacted. He's a gem to college football and just football in general. Um, cause again, he, his, his system itself is impacted more than just college football. Uh, and so, yeah, mm-hmm. just, yeah, absolutely. Just big time prayers up for, for that whole situation. Um, mm-hmm. but let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, I know it's kind of tough to start off on kind of a down note like that, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I just, I just feel like that's something worth mentioning and also kind of sending that, that out, uh, for really anybody affected by it. Cause I know the fan bases are, are, are just as affected. Uh, really, in, in many ways. So uh, just big time on that. But before we get into to kind of talking a little bit about some of the action that's been going down, I want to bring up again, one of our sponsors, uh, I think has become one of my favorite sponsors, of course, other than Molly Bros Golf. Um, but it's been the righteousfelon.com. If you go over to righteousfelon.com and use code belly up, it gets you 15% off. And I was actually snacking on some, uh, I think this is my favorite so far, but it's the uh, Habanero Escobar. Uh, so, I mean, it, they've, they've got a bunch of jerkies. I got the big gift set and it had a, a bunch of different flavors in it. They got some, some kind of funny names on them, the funny pictures and everything that kind of go with the, with the, the theme of felon. Uh, and so, I mean, it, they've got really cool packaging, not only about that, but they're also very good pricing. Uh, I know I've, I've told this story before, but I stopped in at a gas station in the past and I was just, I was, I was on the road. I wanted some jerky. Uh, picked up a bag, not paying attention to any of the prices or anything, but it looked like a good bag of jerky. It was it was somewhat full, but not too much bigger than this bag here. And I, you know, went ahead and swiped my card. And as I swiped my card, I realized it was twenty one bucks for this bag of jerky. I mean, it's just insane. Whereas you go over there, not only do you have a better priced jerky at RighteousFelon.com, but you also can see that they are also going to give you a. You know, you can see that we're going to give you a fifteen percent off just by using the code BELLYUP. So go over to RighteousFelon.com and use code BELLYUP for 15% off uh, your purchase. It, it really is some of my favorite jerky for the price. Uh, so it's definitely worth worth the try. Um, but let's go ahead and get into it. Of course, this is one I wanted to talk about, that Baker is back, um, at least for one game. We'll see, we'll see what this entails for the rest of the season. But it looks like he is going to be the starter for the Rams for the rest of the season, especially after this game. Uh, if you have been paying attention to any kind of sports media or just social media in general. You probably saw a lot about this. Baker signed with the Rams on Tuesday. He wasn't even cleared to play until either late Wednesday or early Thursday, somewhere like that. So, I mean, he flew out there not even knowing if he was going to be able to play. He probably didn't meet any of his teammates, if at all, on maybe Wednesday. And a lot of them he met on Thursday, right before the game. He warms up with 20, 20 some reps on the field and just lights it up. I mean, he went, he went 22 for 35, 230 yards and a touchdown that touchdown being the game winning touchdown on a 23 yard pass to Van Jefferson, an absolute dime. And 
they were able to score 14 points because of really his his leadership there and being able to step mm-hmm. in. I mean, it was amazing. Uh, Blake, I don't know if you were able to, to catch that game, but it was really cool to see Baker. Of course, for me, I'm an Oklahoma fan, and I'm always going to support Baker. Um, but, I mean, it was truly special to see him in that situation, be able to come out with that kind of a, a little comeback and a win. Josh, I absolutely loved it, man. Um, like, like I've told you before, I'm a big Baker Mayfield guy. I've always pulled for Baker. When he was at Texas Tech, uh, he decided to transfer to Oklahoma. That was big to me. He bet on himself. He was a walk-on everywhere he went. And him at Oklahoma, uh, the, all the great things that he did, uh, winning the Heisman Trophy, uh, almost getting them to a national championship game. Uh, they fell just short to Georgia. He gets drafted, and he takes the Browns back to relevancy. I mean, you know, he, he takes the Browns to the playoffs, and, you know, he has an injury. He has a down year, and all of a sudden the Browns give up on him. And who do the Browns go get? We all know. I don't even want to say his name. I don't want to talk about him. But they pick that guy over Baker, and – it ultimately forced Baker into a bad situation where he got traded to the Panthers, and we know everything that the Panthers are about, man. We know the Matt Rule era. It wasn't good. I mean, they have DJ Moore as a playmaker. They had Robbie Anderson, like we've talked about. I don't – I mean, they got rid of Christian McCaffrey. They just didn't have anything. They didn't have anything, Josh, and they're not a good football team. I don't care that they beat the Seahawks yesterday. They're not good. The NFC South is terrible. But Baker, he gets waived or released or whatever, and he, you know, he signs with the Rams. There was talk of the 49ers, but the Rams stepped up. The Rams said, hey, we're signing Baker. Like you said, on a Tuesday, he has no chance to learn an offense to – like you said, meet teammates, uh, not even practice with the team, nothing, man. Like so absolutely he did, nothing. He did have a short practice on Wednesday, but you think about what okay. that would have entailed. Like, yeah, not not much at all. So he he yeah. obviously I mean, doesn't know the playbook whatsoever. And I really like the way that JJ Watt put it in his tweet because JJ Watt gave a shout out to Baker, stating, you know, like a lot of positions you could probably do this and succeed. But to do that at the quarterback position, to understand how valuable and how knowledgeable you have to be at the quarterback position, you have to know where everybody's going on the field. And so it's not just remembering your your role and maybe maybe one or two other guys' roles. It's knowing at least four or five other guys' roles and being able to read the defense on top of that. I mean, it's it's incredibly hard, especially in the NFL, man. Yeah, and and you you watch him in the game, man, and how crisp he looked. I mean, making checks at the line, uh, getting protection right. Uh, he was crisp. It looked like – I'll be honest with you, Josh. It looked like he had cleansed himself of Cleveland and Carolina. And it looked like this might be a new start. You know, I know Matt Stafford, he's out right now. And this could possibly be Baker's, you know, little hoorah moment to yeah. come out and say, hey – I can still be a quarterback in this league. And for him to go 98 yards, Josh, on the last drive of the game, and him to make that throw to Van Jefferson, I mean, an absolute dot. I mean, put it in the bread basket to Van Jefferson. Couldn't You can't make a better throw. That is an NFL throw. And 
I just want to say, how about your head coach having the confidence, Sean McVay having the confidence to put the ball in Baker Mayfield's hands right there and make that play, all right? I mean, the guy's been on the job for less than two days, and you're saying, hey, Baker, go win the football game, all right? Here it is. Go make this throw. Win me the football game. And he does it. And you saw Sean McVay's reaction. He was over there fist pumping, like, let's go. Like, I knew I had Baker here. And the the guy's a, he's a baller. He can compete, yeah. man. And that's my thing with people, Josh, is, um, you know, people are hard on Baker. And I think a lot of people are hard on Baker because of his story. And, you know, he had he had injuries. You know, he had the shoulder injury and everything, man, in Cleveland. And the dude was out there still trying to play football and had a – what was the injury? I think it was like a torn labrum or whatever. Yeah. Like, uh, I know it wasn't on his throwing arm, but still, man, I mean, you're out there playing professional football with a torn labrum. Uh, th- that's a warrior, you know? And I just think a lot of people hate the cockiness and the, and the story of his, and he gets a bad rap for it. You know, I, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I love yeah. what Baker did the other night. Yeah, and, I, and I totally get, you know, the, the, the dislike for Baker. In, in a way, just because like if I wasn't an Oklahoma fan, I can't say that I would be as big of a Baker Mayfield fan as I am. But you have to understand, I know Oklahoma fans get teased a lot for hanging on to Baker and still supporting him as hard as we do. But you have to think about it. Baker wasn't just a Sooner when he walked in through the doors there at Oklahoma. He was a Sooner since he was a young kid. You know, he was yeah. he was a diehard Oklahoma fan in Texas and grew up around all these Texas fans, didn't get any offers to college so he had to yep. go and walk on, uh, you know, so I think he had one one uh, smaller uh, offer, if I remember right, but I can't remember where that was. I think it was somewhere up in Washington. Um, but so it wasn't even a D1 uh, offer, no D1 offers. Yeah. And he, so he walks on at Texas Tech. He does an, a, a phenomenal job. And just because of, he gets banged up and ends up getting sat out and, and some more went down behind the scenes there that a lot of people don't know um, there at Texas Tech. But it's just the fact that he knew and he bet on himself, like you said, and going to Oklahoma wasn't like he was just going to, you know, there was no competition there. Trevor Knight had just won a huge sugar bowl against Alabama. Uh, I mean, it was, it was really big and everybody was fully, fully behind Trevor Knight. And there was no doubt that he was going to be the starter, but then Baker comes in and steals that from him, not by, not by stepping in the way or anything, but he just outperformed. I mean, it was, it was, you know, it, it was very hard to say that you, you can't put Baker in when you see what he did, even in his first year there at Oklahoma. And then to, to look forward to his Heisman year, a lot of people hate that, that he got in the trouble with, with, with the cops. You know, guess what? Yep. College students are stupid, and college students make stupid mistakes. They get drunk, yep. and, and they do stupid things, uh, and, it, and it happens to the best of us. But, you know, there's, there's, there's certain things that you have to be able to look past and say, hey, look what he did afterwards. Look, look mm-hmm. what he did and, and promising his, his family, his friends, uh, the, the University of Oklahoma. He promised Bob Stoops himself what he would do. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner to be able to stay on this team, you know, and, and he proved it. And then fighting through that entire year, 
A lot of people hate that he planned the flag at Ohio State. I look at that a whole lot different. Um, but you know, it's, it's just I think his story is amazing. And then to go on from mm-hmm. walk on to Heisman winner to first round or first overall uh, NFL draft pick, and then now to see this in his story as well, two days with the team, you know, really yeah. more like twenty four hours with the team if you really count it up right. And so I mean, it's just it's incredible to see him come back. And like you said, they, they were down fourteen points with three something on the clock, three forty eight or something like that on the clock. Yeah. Cam Makers pushes one in. And the defense is really a part that needs to be, you know, spoken of here because Las An- or Las Vegas started off. The Raiders looked like they were going to run away with this very early. A quick touchdown mm-hmm. and a quick field goal, and the field goal just looked like they were settling too. It didn't look like they were yeah. really trying to punch that in and get the first down and go for the touchdown. It just looked like you know we're rolling. Let's just take it easy. And the way that that defense stepped up and stopped them after that, only allowing six points in the last three quarters of that game. And for the offense to come back, you know, and like you said, a 98-yard drive, not just some easy, easy drive to go, go down and make when you're down by six points. You're down six points with 98 yards to to go. And so, yep. I mean, it, it was incredible for the entire team. But then also Matthew Stafford on the sidelines to get that headset on and talk to Baker and be supportive mm-hmm. of Baker whenever he comes off the field every snap. I mean, it, it was it was really cool to see that from Matthew Stafford too. That's another guy that I. I find it hard to hate him as well. Um, he's just he's a he's an amazing amazing player and he's an amazing leader, uh, especially after seeing that with him on the sidelines with Baker Mayfield. No doubt, Josh um, Matt Stafford, an SEC guy. Um, he's a, he's a true rub that rub that in her face, didn't you? Hey, love that Southeastern <laughs> Conference. Um, but he he is a true champion, Josh, and and you know a lot of people give Matt Stafford a lot of hate as well, you know, and they talk and they say, well, they won the championship off their defense last year and everything. Well, look, man, Matt Stafford, I've, I've watched the dude throw touchdowns with his arm out of socket. Yeah. Okay. So uh, he, he's a warrior. He He's a true champion. Uh, probably if he's not with Detroit, Josh, for his entire career, he probably wins a couple more, you know, if he's elsewhere. Yeah. Um, before last year. I mean, that's just how good the dude is. Uh, him and Megatron were unstoppable when, when they were uh, going at it. And, you know, he, he just got dealt a bad hand by going to Detroit. And, you know, I'm happy for him. Hopefully he comes back. Hopefully, you know, he can bounce back and, and keep having a couple more years uh, where he's, you know, on top of the league, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's really cool to see the entire story that went on with that game. I mean, there's so much behind mm-hmm. that. Uh, so, I mean, it, it was just overall really well played by, again, the defense stepping up like they did. And then for Sean McVay to put that trust into Baker, uh, and I think yeah. he brought that up. I mean, that's just, that's crazy. Uh, you yep. know, and it's, it, it's kind of a stupid move when you think about it, because what are you going to tank for? You, you don't have any first round draft picks to go off of. You don't have any high draft picks. So, you know, there's no sense in tanking. You better go out there and put the best guy out there. And I mean, when you're comparing Baker to John yep. Wolford, what are you going to do? Uh, so no such thing as tanking Josh. No. All right. You don't, you, Hey, let me tell you something as a competitor, uh, that, that that's what we all have in us, right? You want to compete at the highest level, man. I hate hearing this tanking stuff and you want to go out there and win a dang football game. You want to go out there and win a basketball game. And that's one thing that I find wrong with pro sports right now is all these people say, well, I want to sit out because my pinky toes sore tonight. 
you know, hopefully we can pick up. If we lose this game, oh, well, we can get a first-round draft pick. I'm sick of that, man. Like, we got to get back to the 80s and 90s and, and just uh, get that get that toughness back about us where, you know, dudes were playing with with anything wrong with them. I mean, you know, and one big shout-out I want to give, Josh, is, is Brian Robinson. The dude was shot in the leg. Yeah. Right? And he'd come back in, in weeks, in the matter of weeks. I mean, three, four weeks, he was back with the commanders. And then you got guys over here like Michael Thomas – who have a toe injury, and they sit out the entire year. So uh, I want more Brian Robinsons in the league. Yeah, I so totally agree. That, that, that's my thing with tanking, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with you. It's 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 really fun to see those kind of players still stepping up and, and being the guys that they are. Um, but yeah. another another exciting game, and one of the teams that you know Baker even came from is the Browns and the Bengals. Um, when we look at Joe Burrow, do you know what Joe Burrow's record against the Kansas City Chiefs, who he just beat convincingly last week, do you know what Joe Burrow's record against the Kansas City Chiefs is? What is that, Josh? It's 3-0, and and that's even from just from wow. last year and in, into this year. So 3-0 yeah. and against the Kansas City Chiefs. That's the Patrick Mahomes-led Kansas City Chiefs. You know, and, yeah. and at one point he even played them with Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and all these star studs, yeah. Kelsey and all these guys on that offense. And, you know, I know they don't have all that, all those weapons this year, but Kansas City still looks very good this year. And he comes out to beat him for a 3-0 and against the Kansas City Chiefs. Do you know what, what his record against the Browns is before this game? I, he hadn't beat the Browns, had he? No, he's 0-4 against the Browns uh, even before oh, this game. Man. So now he's 1-4, finally beating his in-state rival. I mean, that's just crazy when you compare those two teams and you think, like, the Browns, who yeah, they've had some decent years, and even with you know the the one one year with Baker, of course, as a, as a rookie, a good year, yeah. second year not so good, but then the third year to win a, a playoff game, so it's like you know yeah, they had some good years, but it wasn't like they were blowing people out or that they really yeah. looked like a, a a contender. But when you compare those two teams, you know, zero and four against the Browns and three and zero against Kansas City Chiefs, that seems kind of crazy to me. Um, but you know, and so. The fact that he's able to come out and he's able to finally beat his rival team, being the Browns, I mean, it's it's a special moment for for Joe Burrow, I'm sure, to finally get that off of his his record uh, that he's he's completely uh, defeated against the Browns, um, but to to finally get that out there. But then also just to see how the defense stopped Nick Chubb because Nick Chubb ended the game with 34 rushing yards. I also don't think that he was used properly whatsoever, um, but. For the defense to be able to stand up and do that, uh, that's very special. And then overall, just what what is Cleveland thinking, putting the, the the ball in Deshaun Watson's hands to have him pass for 42 passes? You know, Josh, I, I was gonna, I, I, I was gonna, I was gonna bring that up. What are you doing? All right, this guy, we saw how he looked last week. Right, yeah. it's his it's his first game back last week, and that he was playing the Texans and he struggled. He didn't look good, and you come out this week and you do exactly what you just said, and that's a recipe for disaster, Josh. It's a recipe for disaster. You have a top three to five running back in the league, and man, look, he's he's rusty and. 
you can't put the ball in his hands that many times, man. You can't do it, especially when you got Jamar Chase and, and P. Ryan and Burrow. And I could go on and on with all the weapons that the Bengals have in that offense, man. And you muster up 10 points. And so I, I just – I'm, I'm me personally. I'm glad the Browns lost. I mentioned it uh, earlier to you. I'm not a Deshaun Watson fan. Uh, I hope the Browns lose every game from here on out. Uh, but one thing I do want to say is is the Bengals, man. I feel like the Bengals are just kind of hovering around, Josh. Where not many people are really, not many people are really talking about them as being a Super Bowl contender, you know, they, they kind of say, oh, well, they they went last year, but they're not going to make it back this year. And they're just kind of hovering around, and they're laying low. And I think they're a force again this year, man. Like, people are, you know, people are talking about, like, last night, um, they were talking about Miami and how big of a shot they had to go to the Super Bowl, and then you get that performance. And then, you know, everybody's on the bills, and, and you know, um, why not Joe Burrow again? Why can't he go back, man? That offense has the weapons. They have the run game. Uh, their defense, we know what their defense can do in the playoffs. They can get it yeah. done. Their defense got it done yesterday. Like you said, they shut down Nick Chubb. Uh, so, I mean – why not the Bengals, man? Give them their respect. Well, and if you back up to last year, too, this is exactly how it looked last year for them. Yep. Kind of starting yep. off a little slow. They didn't really look like a contender. And then all of a sudden, it got to about the halfway point in the season, and they're really winning big. And I believe this is five wins in a row for them right now. So, I mean, yep. they're, they're looking really good. And, I mean, it's it, it definitely looks like a repeat of last year. Uh, and so I would not yep. be surprised if they sneak their way into the playoffs as kind of this underdog that people aren't looking at. But I think because of last year, they're not going to be that big of an underdog. Uh, they might just more or less be that underdog that uh, you don't expect to do as well as they do. Um, but, I mean, I just I don't see a good way to stop this Bengals team. I mean, overall, they just they, they really look good. Joe Burrow, uh, you know, he's, he's able to put up 239 yards and, a, and two touchdowns. I, I really like Joe Burrow. I, I hated him for one game, uh, and that was when he blew Oklahoma out in the playoffs. But other than that, I've, I've loved the guy. Uh, and Ohio, I guess Ohio State does not get to take credit for Joe Burrow whatsoever. I just want to throw that out there. Man, this Sam guy on Twitter, I forget his last name off the top of my head, but he keeps posting these wide receiver rooms that Ohio State's had and these quarterback rooms, and, and you don't get to take credit for Joe Burrow. That's can, a Louisiana You can put him in product. your quarterback room lineup, you know, but <laughs> – you didn't give him the, the the chance to show what he can do, and you let him exactly. go. I mean, exactly. he he did not contribute to your team whatsoever. He may be a Buckeye, but he is he is not something that Ohio State gets to take credit for, and that's that's what irritates me. He's a Bayou Bengal, Josh, and Absolutely. and they lost him. They lost him over thirty five pounds of crawfish to to Coach <laughs> O. So, um, man, Joe is. He's that dude, man, and they're good at every at every phase of the game. You know, even special teams. Uh, I know McPherson. I, th- I think he missed an extra point yesterday, but he still um, just lights out. He still lights out, man. You know, and and you're gonna miss. Like, let's not sit here and act like <laughs> you're gonna miss field goals, man. And so, 
you know, you're good in every phase of the game. And so I, I do think they're a serious contender, Josh. Like, like I said, man, I just feel like a lot of people expect the Chiefs, the Bills, and, and those teams, man. I feel like a lot of people are already handing it to the Eagles, but watch out for the Bengals. Watch yeah. out for them. It could be the same thing as last year. Yeah, and you know, Joe Burrow can't be claimed by two teams because he only really played for one. But you know one guy who can be claimed by two teams, rightfully so? Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts yeah. is an animal. I, I I saw it from him. You know, I, I liked him at Alabama. Uh, you know, I, mm-hmm. I have a lot of hate for Alabama just because of how good they are most of the time. But, and mm-hmm. you know, and it's just I look at Alabama and I see Jalen Hurts playing for Alabama. I liked him a lot. I liked his poise. I liked just how he responds to any kind of interview, how he responds to adversity. And just nonstop, he is always there 100% as a leader for his team. And he didn't leave Alabama because he was mad at Alabama. He just wanted to put himself in the best position. And he goes over to Oklahoma where he knows there's a coach over there that can help him in the areas that he kind of was hurting. And let's be honest, Jalen Hurts was a good passer at Alabama. And he, he, he yep. I think he was a very good quarterback. But he wasn't that top-notch passer until Lincoln Riley got a hold of him and did his magic. And and I, I don't like to say it about Lincoln Riley uh, just about uh, just as much as the next guy, but Lincoln Riley does know how to work a quarterback uh, and, and, and shape him. And he absolutely made Jalen Hurts a better passer. I'm not saying that he just took him, turned him into something he wasn't. He was still a good passer in the past, mm-hmm. but he really, he really helped develop him to that next level. Uh, and you can see that. So he, he gets drafted to the Eagles. People didn't like him. They, they still sat him down uh, on the bench. Uh, and people mm-hmm. still didn't like him whenever he finally came in and stepped in as the starter. And I don't understand that. I didn't, I didn't understand that from the get-go because he did really well for a rookie. And then to see his second year, I thought he looked even better in his second year. I get that there was some flaws, but he's a second-year quarterback in the NFL. This is the highest level of football you can play. But then, you know, I, I, I put in a bet uh, early in the season. Uh, I think it was maybe the third or fourth week uh, that Jalen Hurts would win the MVP. If you go oh, back wow. to preseason, uh, preseason talk that I know Britton and I were in on preseason talk for the NFL. I don't know if you were with us yet by that point. No. Um, but I, I picked several different times on several different episodes. I picked, uh, you know, I, I stated that the Eagles were my dark horse for the entire league this year because they were one of those teams <sighs> that, yeah, they've got talent, but they're not really expected to win anything. And they've, mm. they've shown up way better than anybody expected. Uh, and really, their one loss is controversial. So, I mean, to look at that. But Jalen Hurts, I didn't understand the hate against him. And there's still a lot of hate against him right now that he still needs to work on something. But you watch the dude play, and he is just lights out uh, and, and just an absolute dog when it comes to, to putting, putting that, that helmet and, and shoulder pads on and just going out there and playing the game. I mean, he is just absolutely ridiculous. Josh, they they have all the pieces around him to be successful. And I think a lot of the reason why he got a lot of hate is because you see a guy like Jalen Hurts come into the NFL. And what did people think right out of the gate, Josh? Running quarterback, run first. Uh, he's going to be a running back playing the quarterback position. You heard a lot of talk about him being like a possible Taysom Hill and how are they going to use him? People didn't respect him as a quarterback. And he's come in and he's proven everybody wrong. 
And that has been the Jalen Hurts story, Josh, is prove everybody wrong. You know, they, people were sticking a fork in him at Alabama when Tua come in and took his job. And, you know, to all you transfer portal haters and, you know, whatever, the dude gets to transfer to Oklahoma. And for all you people out there that say, if you transfer, you don't want to grind and you don't want to compete and you're scared of competition and you're running from a coaching staff and all this. Well, Jalen Hurts made a business decision. Jalen Hurts went to a uh, top offensive mind in college football, probably the top offensive mind in college football, and said, hey, man, I want to play quarterback in the NFL. And Lincoln Riley said, you betcha, brother. Like, let's get to work. Yeah, look, and look what, I, look what I've done the last two years, you know, the last two quarterbacks. Yeah. It's and, hard, and hard you to know, debate with that. Hey, and, and he's got Caleb Williams out there now and, and, you know, just wins another Heisman. And, and I mean, it's remarkable, man, like what the dude can do with a quarterback. And I, I tell Alabama fans living in this state all the time, Josh, people say, oh, well, there goes Jalen built by Bama. Wrong. Wrong. He was built by Lincoln Riley in Oklahoma, right? Because if he doesn't transfer, I don't think he gets drafted. He might get drafted in the sixth round, seventh uh, I, round. I think I see him being drafted maybe, maybe fourth round, fifth round, if if he's lucky. Yeah, like if he puts like, on like a really good show at like a Senior Bowl or something. Yeah, I think, I think he could probably sneak his way up to like the fourth round. But yeah, I mean, you you think of Bama and what they did with him. It's not, and and I don't blame them either because I get it. Tua stepped in and did what you wanted him to do, and I'm not going to argue with Nick Saban on his choices. Um, yeah. But you know, I I think maybe the mentality, and I think Saban did build Jalen mentally, but I think his physical ability, I think that's more shaped and formed at Oklahoma because I had a lot of I had a lot of question marks when he came to Oklahoma, and I still love I loved that we picked him up. Like heck yeah, I want this guy because he's a winner. And then that mm-hmm. that off season video comes out with him squatting seven thousand pounds, and yeah. you know, I mean, that's just he, he said he said that was just the first time that that was just the first time that somebody recorded it. He said I, I do that every <laughs> once in a while just to see how much I can put on. You know, I mean, that's just that's in, that's insane. That's a quarterback that's doing that, mm-hmm. and now he's leading. I mean, it's it's undeniable that he is leading the Eagles to a twelve and one almost a perfect season so far locked them into a playoff spot he got his 10th rushing mm-hmm. touchdown on the season yesterday uh, i mean he is he's playing lights out and mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a it's winter time when temperatures go down the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them so don't risk a costly replacement stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the service guard appliance repair program from black hills energy it's peace of mind in a plan visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more to everyone who who wants to try to 
write him off for the MVP. I know there's a lot of people that still think that maybe Joe Burrow or or uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes deserve it over him. And I'm, I'm not going to argue against that because I don't think you're stupid for thinking that. But you're yeah. just looking at stats and stats don't really give give you everything. I like the way that Jake Crane says it. Uh, you know, shout out to him because he, he I think he says stats are just the preview to the movie. They're not they're not going to show you the whole thing. And that's absolutely yep. the case when you see what Jalen Hurts does for his team because he he makes his his running backs better. He makes his wide receivers better. He makes he he I mean if you depending on how you want to look at it, he makes his defense better in a lot of ways too because he doesn't just sit there and talk to his guys on offense when he's on the sidelines. He goes over there and pumps up the defense. He gives them slaps on the on the head whenever they they've done something good. You know, and he's he's just an a, an, an incredible leader for his team. So I mean, he's absolutely one of the biggest game changers in, in in the NFL this year. And I just don't see how you compete with that for the MVP race. Yeah. And, and Josh, like I said, man, he's got weapons around him. Their yeah. offensive line is playing great. Uh, I don't know if, if you saw yesterday uh, that they, they, they ran like a, a QB draw, man. And he watches Kelsey when he gets the ball. Uh, he watches Kelsey move up to the second level and take on the linebacker. And and when he takes him on, Jalen is just kind of hand on the back of the hip, and he's just waiting for him to engage in that block. And as, and as soon as he engages, Josh, Jalen pops it. And when he pops it, he walks into the end zone. And it's just stuff like that, man, where he's got it figured out right now. Yeah. Have you, have you noticed his speed difference this year too? That's yeah. definitely something he's been working on in the offseason because he's, he's always been a fast guy. But he's never been like one of the fastest on the field. This year, yeah. he's lights out fast. Like, there's not many safeties that are keeping up with him right now. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's showing in these games. There's been times where he's blowing past safeties and they can't keep up with him. I mean, it's 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 incredible. And I've I've liked him uh, before he was a Sooner. And even if he wasn't a Sooner, I would still be as much behind him as I am. Probably not as much. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, not as much. But <laughs> I would still I would still love the guy because he's just he's got that mentality that. There, there's nobody that has more dog in him than Jalen Hurts, I don't think, uh, especially this year. But, I mean, yeah, it's it's yep. incredible to, to see him. And this is a good win against a good New York Giants team, too. So, you know, mm-hmm. let's not forget that. Uh, so, I mean, I, I know that they didn't really have Saquon in there, though, you know, for that, for this game, and he wasn't able to, to contribute. But, I mean, 12-1, and one, locking in your playoff spot, I don't see many teams that are going to be able to stand up and just – take out the Eagles. I mean, I, I, I see that that's probably going to happen. I don't know if they're going to make it to the Super Bowl and, or win the Super Bowl. But, I mean, I just don't see anybody as tough and as gritty as they are this year right now. Who who in the NFC? Uh, I know you got Dallas. Uh, they're looking, you know, they looked Dallas a little lackluster. Christmas Eve, I think. They have to go against them on Christmas Eve. So that'll be a very yeah. fun game. Absolutely tune into that one because Dallas is 10-3 and three now. And they just had a very, very close game yesterday too. Had to come back by yeah. ten points. So, um, who, uh, who else in the yeah Washington? Um, who who else outside of the East? Josh can can contend with them. Uh, I, I just I don't really see anybody. The Washington only won. Like I said, I think that was a very fluke uh, scenario yeah. there at the end of the at the end of the game that gave it to Washington. Um, so I mean, I just I don't. I don't really like that, but I mean, it was still lost on the season. But I don't see Washington being able, being able to stop them. So, mm-hmm. um, and then you know, so you've got Dallas, Washington, and and the Giants. I think the rest of those teams have shown that they can't really stop them. So, I mean, it's I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's going to be tough. 
uh, to, to, to say the least for anybody, any other team I see. Honestly, when I see the NFL right now, I think the Bills are still up there, but I don't think they're playing as, as good as they're capable of. And now with Von mm-hmm. Miller out, I don't know how long he's out. But between the Eagles and the Chiefs, I don't know another team that's as good as those two. Um, you, you can you can say maybe the 49ers are putting something together that's real special over there. But are they going to be able to win a Super Bowl or even win their division? Uh, you know, maybe maybe their, their conference uh, with Brock Purdy and a quarterback. I don't see that. So, I mean, I just don't see anybody able to stand up and, and knock them down other than possibly the Bengals. And they just lost um, they just lost Debo for a couple of weeks with the yeah. MCL sprain. And, uh, look, the Brock Purdy story is cool and all, Josh. Uh, it's fun. I like it. But how long is this going to last? You know, I, I, I just it, – it's, it's a magic carpet ride right now. Uh, you know, we, we saw this um, – plenty of times before man like could it last yeah absolutely it could but is it going to last i highly doubt it uh and and just for that them not being okay at the quarterback position i don't think that they're a serious threat and that's the 49ers is the only thing that really holds them yes i mean yes that is by far the best defense um, but another Alabama guy that's been a, a big talk throughout the season, and rightfully so, he's he's done incredibly well, especially when you consider his his injuries that he's had. And I'm, I'm really glad to see that he's back. And it seems like he's he's just fine now. Uh, and I feel like he's really bounced back, uh, you know, maybe not 100%, but he's at least 90%, 80%, somewhere, somewhere around there. So to see him bounce back, is that's that's Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, to see him, of course, he's got some weapons too. He's got Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill, arguably the fastest duo and, you know, a wide receiver duo in the league. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just looking at that and seeing what they've got on offense. But they weren't able to do anything against the Chargers. I, I want to first start off with with noting that the first quarter was 0-0 in the, in the, in the first quarter. That's an extremely slow starting game for, mm-hmm. for two offenses that have enough power behind them to be able to do something. Uh, you know, maybe not the Chargers since they're a little more banged up. But, I mean, the Dolphins should be able to put some points up there. They've got they've got a lot of weapons, uh, and so I mean just to to look at the, how slow they started, I think that's ultimately what what hurts them here. Um, but mm. then, what's what was incredible? I, mean, I know the play that everybody probably saw is where there was, you know, the the, the crazy fumble, uh, and then Tyreek is able to to pick it up for fifty six yards. It was just it was fumbled all over the place, and somebody mm. knocked it out and. You know, Tua is going to get a lot of hate for his bad play in that game, but you know what? You know what he did on that play? He pointed. What is that? He pointed for where Tyreek should run. Uh, but you know that was about <laughs> the best thing he did all game. Uh, so I mean, it's just you know just to see Tyreek and that that awareness to be able to pick that ball up, and of course yeah. nobody's going to touch him after he's in the open field. So I mean, the, the awareness to pick that up. I think it was a 56-yard touchdown, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that was an, yeah. an incredible play, and I thought that was the the play that was going to turn things around and change the momentum. But the Chargers defense did extremely well without Derwin James in there. Uh, and Tua mm-hmm. just did not perform well, Blake. Yeah, man. Josh, look, I, one thing with Tua is, is I don't know. I'm not going to say it's Tua. I, I'm going to say it's, it's, I'm going to say it's the play calling. And, and, you know, you don't get the ball to Jalen Waddle enough right I, now. I, You're I, not I, doing it. You're not getting the ball to waddle enough. Uh, he's a playmaker. 
you got to get the ball into his hands. And the last two weeks, they're on back-to-back losses. What has Waddle done? Nothing. It's been straight garbage time that you've started trying to get the ball into Waddle's hands. You're not doing it enough. Uh, get, get him out in space, man. Get two of some nice, easy throws. And not everything has to be a deep ball to Tyreek Hill. Okay? Like, I'm just – I'm kind of fed up with this offense right now. Um, wh- what did they run for last night? But uh, I, overall, let me look that up for you real quick. It couldn't have been much. No, it really wasn't. Uh, I know they hadn't hadn't really ran the ball much at all. They they rushed for eighty two yards, not even a full hundred on there. You got to put a buck. They rushed for they rushed for eighty two yards, man. Eighty two yards and Tua with probably the worst game. Sorry, I guess they had ninety two. I I looked at that backwards. I saw the teams backwards. Ninety two. Okay, they had ninety two. All right, that's still that's not good enough, Josh. I mean, Mostert was. They're leading rusher with 37 rushing yards, though. I think I think most yep. of that would come off of. I guess it wouldn't have counted for Tyree Kill. I guess for rushing yards, I suppose. I, I think that was the most of their rushing yards. Then, I mean, they didn't they didn't run the ball last night. They didn't run the ball. Uh, Tua was absolutely terrible accuracy. Uh, you know, it, it was just it was a bad game. You need to flush it. Uh, you're on a two-game losing streak, and I, I guess they got to go to Buffalo this week. And I think it's on a short week. Don't they play Buffalo on Thursday? I think so. Yeah, uh, c- congrats, Miami. You've dug yourself a hole. Uh, get Start getting Jalen Waddle the ball more, man. Get, yeah. get Waddle into it, man. You got the defense. You have the defense to be really, really special. Your defense isn't bad. Now, last night, Justin Herbert was just in his bag. I mean, there wasn't a throw on the field the dude couldn't make. Yeah. I mean, he was spectacular. That is the Justin Herbert that we have been wanting to see. It looks like he's healthy now, Josh. And it looks like those ribs are, are good to go. He's got the zip back on the ball, man. The footwork looked really good. He played his best game of the year. And if he can play like that down the stretch – uh, they 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 can sneak into the playoffs, Josh. They yeah. they're a good ball club. Yeah, I mean it. it I, I mean I don't I don't see that being out of the poss- the realm of possibility either. Whenever you look at the Rams or or the the Chargers, um, you know they're seven and six right now. Uh, they're sitting second in the AFC West. So I mean they, mm-hmm. they absolutely can squeeze in there. And I think they're one of those teams that's going to be similar to the Bengals last year. I know we, we kind of made the comparison to the Bengals to themselves yeah. last year, but I think they're in the situation that the Bengals were in a little more because they're not, no, nobody's really expecting it from them. Kind of like they, they yeah. weren't expecting it from the Bengals last year. So, I mean, if this, if this defense can get healthy again, if I don't know what it looks like for Derwin James, I haven't looked into that. Um, but if they can get him back on the field, that's big for them. But mm-hmm. somehow it didn't even matter. I forget the backup's name. I, I know I looked it up before because I was like, man, who who is that? Because he's stepping in and he's playing really, really good uh, for being a backup. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, he's he stepped in for, for Derwin James and was able to to play lights out and be able to stop Tua. Tua was just inaccurate. Uh, I think I think uh, Tyreek was targeted some like 10 times but only had four balls that he was able to catch. So, I mean, it's just mm-hmm. it was very inaccurate. Uh, I think you see he was ten for ten for twenty eight. So I mean, it's just that's not a good game. And and a lot of that Josh was in garbage time. Yeah, 
like four of those completions were in garbage time. Yeah. That that was like their last little drive down the field to try to get back within reach and, and get the onside kick recovery. Um, so it, it's, you know, that that's against prevent defense. Don't get beat over the top. And it was just dink and dunk down the field. So I, the last I saw, he only had like four or five, six completions um, in in the crunch time, in the moment. It, it was just a rough night, man. And look, man, if they go to Buffalo and they lose on Thursday night, the Dolphins could spiral and and it could get bad. It could get bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of looking like that. And I kind of expected that. I I, I kind of expected it after Tua went down uh, for the second time, which was ridiculous. But then, like they they stu- they stayed in there. They they did pretty well, yeah. and they started looking like they could be that that team again. And then they have games like this where it's just a really poor offensive. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. performance and the defense just really did not step up at all uh, with a banged up Chargers team. But uh, something that you and I have been wanting to talk about for a while, we just haven't been able to get it on our schedule. I think every time that we we plan to, to talk about this, uh, it ends up, you know, we, we end up getting too busy that week. But it's the 12 team playoff. Uh, we know that the 12 team playoff is coming. Uh, it's going to be the 2025 season, right, is when they're officially going to start it. Or is it? Is I'm not it, sure. I'm not. It, I, I think it's 2024. Okay, I, you might be. I right. think next. I think next year's the last four teamer. You might be right. Uh, I think I the Rose Bowl uh, went ahead and voted on to to bring it to 2024. I think you're right. I I think I see that now. Uh, so yeah, it looks like possibly next year is when we're going to see this. I know it's either going to be next year or the year after. Yeah. Um, but I guess I didn't think to bring that to bring that up in front of me beforehand. But we're gonna have let's see. So it'll be six conference champions are gonna be locked in. Uh, the four yeah. highest ranked conference champions, uh, and then your other your other two higher ranked uh, conference champions. Of course, you're gonna have power five conference champions locked in, and then a group of five conference champion locked in. Uh, and then from there, uh, let's see. It'll be the six highest ranked teams after that, right? Yeah. So yeah, they'll do at large. Yeah. At large. So we're, so we're going to see 12 different teams coming in 12 teams. I mean, take this year, for example, Uh, I think this year there's really two teams that definitely deserve to be Mm -hmm. playing for, for the, for the national championship. There's Mm -hmm. two other teams that have a case to be made for them. And then there's other teams that really don't deserve it at all after that. So I mean, mm. I, I I I I thought that maybe the four teams wasn't wasn't big enough until years like this, where I feel like maybe it is. Um, but then you know there there's there's exceptions to every year, I suppose. So you know you you look in the past, I think there's definitely been a, a, a case where I think maybe six teams should have been in. Uh, you know, there's mm. times where a, a one loss conference champion gets left out that really has a shot and really could have been uh, a, a tough contender in there. Uh, and then there's other years where maybe even eight teams, you know, you can kind of look at eight different teams and say, yeah, I could see them. But the the thing with the four teams, and I don't even think the committee stays to this standard. Uh, I think they did a very good job this year. I'm, I'm actually very surprised that the committee made it right this year. Um, but the way that this is designed with four teams in there, is the four most deserving teams. And I think that's where we get the terminology mixed up. It's not the four best teams. 
or else mm-hmm. Alabama's in there every year. Because if it's if it's an if it's a Nick Saban led Alabama, there's no doubt they're going to be in the top four every year, and, and mm-hmm. we shouldn't even be questioning that. So it's yep. not the four best teams. I hate when people try saying that because well Alabama would beat that that doesn't that doesn't mean anything. It's the four most deserving teams. Alabama does not deserve to be in that top four this year. I, I don't care what anyone says. They didn't have a good strength of schedule, and the two strength uh, strengthening games that they had on their schedule, they lost, and they they lost in kind of an ugly fashion. So I mean, yeah. I just I don't think Alabama deserves to be in there. So when you say the four most deserving teams, I think the three most deserving teams get in there, and then Ohio State kind of got lucky with the way that fate fell uh, fell for them. Um, but overall, when we open this up to twelve teams, I know you and I have talked to about it before. I like the the, uh, the opportunity that it gives to other teams to be able to get in there, mm-hmm. but I think that twelve is just too much. And I know you agree with me, Blake. But go ahead and give your little breakdown there. Yeah, Josh, you hit the nail on the head, man. So my thing with the 12 teams is how can you move a playoff from four teams to 12 teams when you can't even find four teams to make your playoff? How? How, Josh? I, I, I don't get it. I, you, you couldn't even find four teams this year. I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Two teams should be playing for the national championship. It should be Georgia, Michigan, period. That's it. TCU, I'm glad they're in there. I'm having a TCU guest on my podcast uh, this week talking about Sonny Dyke's first year. They make the playoffs. I've, I've been riding the Frogs all year. You know that. Uh, I've, I've been big betting the Frogs and – I've had a lot of success with them riding riding the coattails to a lot of cash, but you lost, and and you lost in the Big Twelve Championship. You had a you had a chance to win it, and you didn't give Max Duggan the ball at the goal line in overtime. You decided to turn around and hand it off, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna strike that one against you. I'm I'm gonna put it down on and tally it up as you know. There should be two teams, man. Ohio State, you got boat raced against Michigan in your own house. And so how can I have a four-team playoff expand to 12 when I can't even put four teams in it this year? Because they don't – two of them, you know, in my opinion, two of them shouldn't be there. Let's just play Michigan and Georgia. They both earned it. They both won their conferences. Georgia ran away with their conference title. Michigan ran away with their conference title. Let's play it out, man. Play it out straight up, head-to-head. And my thing with 12, man, is, okay, so you're going to have these top four conference champions. And this is where it's going to get tricky, Josh, and and people are going to hate the 12 teams. And hear me out. It is what it is, but what's going to happen is you're going to end up with three SEC teams making the playoffs. At least. At, At least three SEC teams making the playoffs. 
All Especially right. when you well, consider, you know, if, if Oklahoma is able to get on the right track and be the Oklahoma that we think they can be and we expect yep. them to be. Uh, and then you bring in a Texas who really seems yep. like they have a lot of upside to them. But it's at least going to strengthen the conference, if nothing else, if even if those two teams aren't getting in there. But you just add yep. two stronger teams to the conference. Whereas in the Big Ten, I, I know that in the past the Big Ten has been good, but in the past three years, really, the Big Ten has really just been Ohio State and Michigan, and there really hasn't been anything else other than that. Uh, yeah, I, I guess you can give it to Penn State, but they're not able to pull off the big wins. So that I don't even know if you can really add them in that, that mix. They're, they at least strengthen their, their their conference, I suppose you could say. But that's that's about all that they add to the mix, and the rest of the teams are just not doing well. And so you look at the Big Ten, they're not really adding a whole lot. Uh, I, I mean, I know USC and UCLA, is, is they had a good year, um, but I don't know how long that's going to last for UCLA. USC, I think they're building something with Lincoln Riley. Uh, so I suppose you're adding something there. But overall, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think the SEC is really adding a lot. Uh, when they add those two teams with Oklahoma and Texas yep. and on top of what they already have. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if one year you see three or four teams from the SEC yep. squeezing into that playoff. And and that's what's going to happen, Josh, is, is you're going to get that happen in 12 teams, and the first four teams are going to get a bye. So you're going to have one SEC team like an Alabama or a Georgia get a bye, and then the other two to three SEC teams, they're going to play their first-round games and they're going to beat the piss out of whoever they play. And then you're going to look down, and all of a sudden, here it is. You, you start looking around, and you're saying, hey, man, the, the, these Final Four, this Final Four, man, we got three SEC teams in the Final Four. Like, we didn't want it to be like this. You know, we thought expanding to 12 teams was going to cut that out. But it's not. It's not. And, and, and the thing where you start treading – Tread and water, man, is is you start getting down in that deep end without floaties, is you're now allowing the door for three lost teams to possibly get into the playoffs. You're opening the door for a game like LSU and Alabama that meant so much this year. It meant so much. It kept that game kept Alabama out of the playoffs this year, Josh. Yeah. All right. That game kept Alabama out of the playoffs. They dropped that one out. That's why they didn't get in. All right. Because LSU went on the road to AM. They lost. All right. They got demolished in Atlanta by Georgia. That's what kept Alabama out. And so now with a 12 teamer, that game doesn't mean anything anymore. You can lose that game, and yeah. and you can still make it into a twelve team playoff. So we're demolishing the the beautiful game of college football and what the regular season means to this game, and you're just basically taking the, the Red River, right? You're taking that and saying, you know what? You're coming to the SEC, but eh, this game don't really mean anything anymore. If you lose it, you can still just you know you can lose two more and get in the playoffs. Man, that is what's going to hurt the most about going to 12 teams is you're opening the door for mediocrity to get into a playoff. Yeah. And it's not fun to me, man. Like when we grew up, Josh, you had the BCS. And what was the what was the thing about the BCS, Josh? It was if you're going to win, I mean, excuse me, if you're going to lose, you better lose early. 
and that'll give you time to climb back up to the top if other people lose. All right. But the thing about the BCS was, is you better run the table because if you don't run the table, you're going to leave the, 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 that possibility, that small possibility that, that you might not get in. And it made the beauty of college football and the regular season mean so much. And it meant if you didn't get into the BCS National Championship and you were in a, a, an Ohio State or a Michigan and you won the, the Big Ten Championship, you got to go play in the granddaddy of them all in the Rose Bowl. And now you have basically ruined all tradition of an Orange Bowl, a Rose Bowl, a Fiesta Bowl, the Cotton Bowl. Josh, do you remember how amazing the Cotton Bowl used to be? The Cotton Bowl used to mean everything, man. You go out the, there, the you go out bowl, to Texas. The, yeah, the man. Bowl, like, the Rose Bowl, Cotton Bowl. Yeah, I mean, those, all, all I of mean, those. I mean, and, and all of those. All, all of this is, is where, you know, just for the love of the game, I don't mind the four-team playoff because I think there, if it's done right. But like you yeah. said, I think we need to bring a BCS system in something where it's not just opinions. Um, yep. you know, so I don't mind giving it to four different teams because I think there are most years where there's there's four to six teams that are usually somewhat deserving. You know, they're they're all up there yep. in the in the running. There's not very often where we have two undefeated conference champions make it to the top two. So this is mm-hmm. one of those years where it's just very obvious that there's two. But yep. then there's also the 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 fandom that pops out in me and I look at what it could be so this is what that 12 team playoff would look like this year so we've got your four your top four who would get a bye would be Georgia Michigan which we can all agree with but then you also have Clemson and Utah two loss teams and and the two losses I I think Utah at least has two losses that don't hurt them as bad but Clemson's were just ugly losses Clemson lost a horrible game against South Carolina and a really bad game against Notre Dame. They got they got stomped. stomped. Josh, Utah lost to Florida. Does Utah deserve to go to a, a college football playoff? They lost to Florida. Like, I, and I get it was the first week of the season, yeah. but Early Florida in the season. It's a little little easier for you to forget that and forget how I, I can't how that forget game it. falls. I can't forget it. You were <laughs> you were a top ten team, and you lost to Florida. Um, I, I I just th- that's my whole thing with it, man. Is is Utah would get a bye, Josh? Like like that right there. You've already opened up the gate for mediocrity, and you've opened up the gate for honestly, Josh. It is a generation that we live in nowadays, and I didn't mean to cut you off, but we live in a generation where it is. Hand me out, uh, soft is Charmin Ultra. It is, uh, if I don't get my way, I'm going to go get in a corner and pout and cry. And it's it's ruining sports. It's ruining yeah. sports. J- just look at other sports right now. And, oh, I need to take the night off because um, my knee, you know, it's a little inflamed. And, and uh, I, I need a rest day. You know, it, it's, it's, it's that generation, Josh. And it, it's sickening, man. They've. In my opinion, it has ruined college football, and and I'm not going to say it's ruined it, but it's it's ruining it because I just I'm not a fan. You you, you struck a nerve right there as soon as you said Utah gets a bye. 
That is unacceptable to me. That's that's and two two lost teams. That it's it's uh, it is it's very sickening to see that. And, and you got ran over by Notre Dame. That I mean, you got beat to sleep, and you want me to give you a bye in a in a twelve team playoff, man. I'm I'm you know and I'm out, man. I I you just got, you got completely thumped by Notre Dame, and let Spencer Rattler beat you. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's about as bad as it gets. And I mean, he was pointing to his to his fingers like, "Hey, I, I just, I, mean, I don't know, man." I, yeah, I mean, huh. it's it's one of those things. I, I I love the matchups that you could see from it because, like, here's here's some of the matchups just to show you. I love some of these matchups, but I don't like. And and let's let's be clear. Whenever whenever it goes forward and next season, so I, I did see this article. I finally pulled up because uh, this is the one I meant to have up in front of me, anyways. Um, but it is going to be next year. So next year, when this playoff hits, we're going to be excited. I I guarantee it for these these matchups that we're going to see. And it's going to be exciting to see some of these teams in there, especially seeing a team like Tulane would be this year. Uh, so I think that's exciting to see that team be in there uh, when when that team is somebody like maybe a Cincinnati or UCF who's deserving. This year, I don't think that's exciting to see that they have a shot at a national championship being a two-loss, two-lane team. But seeing some of these matchups, we're going to be excited for a Kansas State versus Tennessee. That'd be an exciting game. Or a mm. two-lane versus TCU. That'd be an exciting game. Uh, you know, USC, Alabama, I think I think that's uh, going to be the game this year. Anyway. No, K- Kansas State. Kansas uh, State plays Alabama Alabama. in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, you know, and then Penn State at Ohio State would be kind of cool. And the fact that these are going to be at, at their home stadiums, yeah, the higher ranked team getting that that home home field advantage is going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to be excited. So don't don't take misconstrue that for. And I think you and I both agree where that two that twelve teams is just allowing. I like how you put it. It's allowing mediocrity because you're going to allow yep. one of these two loss, and and some scenarios you're going to see a three loss. I, I would assume it wouldn't get bigger than that, but you're going to see a three loss conference championship uh, game. You know, a, a conference champion or not? Sorry, a national champion. A three-loss national champion, one of these years. I mean, that's that's. J- Josh, what happens? What happens when just say a Tulane goes into a TCU and just say they beat a TCU, okay? And then who do they get the next round? Michigan, uh, Georgia. Who do they, I, I mean? So you're gonna go play one of those, for, and you're gonna get Tulane, beat by- for Tulane. They would go against Utah. I mean, I, okay, I suppose Utah. They, they would get the no. better matchup in that, but they'd get the better matchup. They'd get beat by thirty, <laughs> and you're basically just getting watered down football. Don't get me wrong; I love watching more football. I like you said, I'm going to be excited. I'm going to be pumped up. I'm going to be right in front of my TV. Hey, let's go! Twelve team playoff, baby! More football. Love to see it. And then the games are going to start, and I'm going to be like, man. Mm, I wish we had that four teamer back. Yeah, you know, because right. you're already getting blown out. You're already getting blown out in a four team playoff. So what do you what do you think twelve's gonna do? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just throwing that out there because I know we're gonna be called a hypocrite next year when we're excited about this twelve team <laughs> playoff and excited about the matchups. But I'm not gonna be excited for the fact that you know maybe a a, a two lane gets their shot in a playoff. A, a two lost two lane at that. You know, if it was yeah. an undefeated Tulane, absolutely, I hope they're up there because they went undefeated in their season in a conference that is much better now uh, with, with the way that that conference has gone. 
Um, but you know, it's it's still not you know a power five kind uh, kind of uh, strength. Um, and and on top of that, you also see teams like I believe Kansas State has three losses on the season, right? Yeah. So I mean, it just the the fact that you could have a three loss Kansas State upset, they upset TCU. I I think they could very easily be a team. A three loss Kansas State could upset a Georgia and knock the mm-hmm. knock an undefeated Georgia who deserved to be playing in the national championship game. They could knock them out for some some fluke that ends up happening. So, I mean, that's the part that I think you and I would agree on that's really going to ruin this when you see these deserving teams get knocked out oh. over just kind of a fluke game. And, and let's be honest, that's what it is. And, Josh, you know one thing I think they need to do to settle all of the Tulane and the Cincinnati stuff, which I know Cincinnati's going to the Big 12 and everything. And, and um, like, here, for instance, in Mobile, Alabama, we have South Alabama. They went 10-2, and two, right? So – Make a G5 playoff. Make a G5 playoff. Give those G5 guys something to play for. South Alabama went 10-2, and two, Josh, and they're going to play in the New Orleans Bowl yeah. against Western Kentucky. Okay? I don't want to see that. Give me, give me South Alabama. Give me Western Kentucky coming to South Alabama in a G5 playoff. Well, and, and let's, let's bring back tradition, too, because this is, this is where recruiting hurts a lot of these teams that are doing well. Is mm-hmm. let's bring back let's bring back t- tradition in the sense that we don't have a mayonnaise bowl, we don't have yeah. just a bowl for everything under the sun. And if yeah. there is that bowl, we're not televising it on national television. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, as much as I love more college football, and I would hate to see that go away, I think that would be much better for the game to take those away. I don't think a six and six Oklahoma deserves. We're going to talk about this more. Uh, later, so I don't want to you know spoil it yeah. or anything. But a six and six Oklahoma does not deserve to go against number thirteen nine and three Florida State. That yeah. that's ridiculous. Six and six yeah. Oklahoma does not deserve to be playing in a bowl game. Maybe an eight and four Oklahoma deserves to be playing in a bowl game, but not a six and six team. So let's let's take away this six games gets you into a bowl game and five games you may be offered a bowl game. No, you got to win seven or eight games to get to a bowl game, in my opinion. And we need to start taking these away because that's more, that means more to a player to go and play in a better bowl game. We're going to see a lot more, a lot less opt-outs on top of that too. Yeah. So Josh, real quick, man, before we get out of here, how cool would it be for a G5 playoff? You take teams like Tulane, South Alabama, Troy, uh, just Western Kentucky. It could keep going on and on and on, man. The Sun Belt, the AAC, you know, uh, you got teams like UTSA, uh, that nature, man. How cool would it be on a Friday night you get a G5 playoff game? Saturday morning at 11 o'clock you get another G5 playoff game. Then you go into uh, Saturday evening, you get another G5 playoff game. And then who knows, just throw it out there. You get a um, – just say on like a Tuesday night, you get a, a, a G5 playoff game. Right in the stretch, right before we're leading up to some of these bowl games or New Year Six games, you're having this G5 playoff matchup. And then a couple nights before – just say the Friday night. I know the national championship games played on a Monday. So let's do that Friday night. Before the Monday night national championship, you have the G5 national championship. Give the smaller schools something to play for instead of going to a New Orleans battery care bowl or whatever it is. Like, uh, you know, I don't want to see the Boise State potato Idaho bowl. 
Like, give me something, man. That's like, let's get you this hit Brian Harson, all right? Just man, uh, <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can't hate somebody that you never cared about. Josh. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, I, I'm, I'm on board. I think that's something too yeah. that I'm, I'm surprised that we're, we're so in sync with, and I think that's why this is our, our video that we're going to send in to be the commissioners for all of this. Uh, you know, I think, and, and it's hard to beat that too. I mean, we, we can, I, I know a few other names I wouldn't mind throwing on because I think there's some other names. I know, I know Jake and, and, uh, David over at, at Crane and Company are both, uh, yeah. uh, two of them. I'm sure Blaine wouldn't mind hopping on that crew. I know we could reach out to some guys that we know that, that, oh, would, yeah. that would be very good for this, this, uh, committee too. So let's get that going. All right. We, we're, we're taking over. We're king, kicking out all these, <laughs> these biased losers that are, that are voting for all this extra crap and, and, and the higher ups. Now we're, we're making, you know, screw make America great again, slogan. No, make college football great again. All right. Exactly. That's what we're going to do. But if, if you, if you watched up to this point, I know this was a long episode, but I appreciate everybody for your support. Uh, go ahead. If you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Also hit the notification bell because we're not always able to keep on our schedule. Sometimes we, we post outside of our schedule. So hit that notification bell. So, you know, when we're updating and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, make sure to give us a five-star rating. We thank you so much. Go over to risingtoo.com for more information. That's risingto.com. Thank you so much, and until next time. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash teamready. Ready.